0: The Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Hey! Welcome to the show. It's the Get Your Happy On Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. You know, I've been thinking all week long about this show right here, man, because i got a real special guest, but we're going to get to him in a minute. I need to talk to you guys just for a few minutes. If you can do that for me, that'd be great. You know, I was really concerned with uh, a lot of this adversity that we're dealing with in society. You know, and I had a lot of people question me with, uh, man, how do you be positive all the time, man? I mean, I know you see all this stuff going on, and my response is always the same. I'm not naive. I understand what's going on in society. But I also understand that I can't change everything. I can focus on what I can focus on. And I can be accountable to me. I can control how I react to things. But I can't control what other people do. I love to be happy. That doesn't mean life is perfect. But I just like to be happy. I mean, I think it's it's better than the, uh, the alternative. So that's my advice to everybody, man. Just get your happy on every chance you get. Because to me, I think that's important, and I think it makes your day go a little bit better. I start each day off smiling and laughing for no reason. I just like to be happy, so just try it. If you don't like it, you can always go back to being however you are. I got another little issue I want to discuss with everybody, but here's the catch. This is going to require open mind. Being humble. Being humble is easy to say, but hard to do. And being humble really does lay the foundation for a positive mindset. And also, I'll be honest with you, it leads right into being able to be consistent. I think accountability, being consistent, being humble, I think they all hang out together. And I think when you figure out those simple concepts i think it lays the foundation for your life think about that you don't have to agree with it but just think about it but you know what i got to get right in with my guest tonight because look man this guy here talking about consistency and accountability and he's humble on top of that you know i would have never guessed that originally when i before i met him but man after being around him Good dude. Tommy Armstrong Jr. Yes, Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you, Rick. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You doing you doing all right? Yes, sir. Okay, well look, man, I am gonna be honest with you. I got up this morning and Google the score last night before we get started with the questions. <laughs> I got a question right out the top now. I know you just joined this team mm-hmm. cuz I saw the press conference and all that. Hey, man. Just to make sure I wasn't mistaken, what was the score last night, man? Uh,
0: 71-0.
1: 71-0. See, and y'all playing a place called... uh,
0: Slaughterhouse.
1: That sounds like a slaughter to me. (laughs) 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 I mean, 71 to nothing. Wow. Hey, man. Congratulations on your first win. Appreciate it. You know, I'm very proud of you, man, because when I was speaking about the consistency and being humble and and being accountable, you know, you you do all of those things, and you've always done those things. I mean, I've followed your career, but I want I want everybody else out there to know some things about you that the media hasn't already covered. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go back to where did you grow up, man? Uh,
0: right on the edge of Mississippi, Gulfport, Mississippi. Gulfport, right
1: Mississippi. Now, growing up in Gulfport, Mississippi. What did you do? Did you play sports? Did you, what sports? Did you, what all the? I know you played more than football. Yeah. What all did you play, Tom?
0: I played uh, basketball, football, baseball, and I ran track.
1: Ran track. So you did. You was busy all
0: year round. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was either play sports or be in the streets. So yeah. My mom told me to always. She was always gonna have me busy. Yeah. Well,
1: I think I think mom made the right choice because uh, the streets. We already know that don't lead to nothing good. So, yeah, exactly. what was your favorite sport growing up? Just curious.
0: Uh, honestly, it was baseball. Baseball. Yeah.
1: What position you play?
0: Played center field, shortstop, and uh, pitched.
1: What? Well, I know you can throw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't worried about that point. <laughs> I know you would th- You would bring the heat when you was yeah. on the mound. But you really like baseball, though, time? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. I now, it. I thought you had some ties to Texas. You did you did you spend any
0: time in Texas? Yep. Um. From I want to say 2006 through 2012. Okay, so I spent about six years there. Using in in my dad and my my, uh, my stepmom and my. Okay, not,
1: and man. what part of Texas were you? in? San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Yes, sir. Okay,
0: and you actually came here from San Antonio, or did mm-hmm. you come from? So I went from Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina. Um, I ended up I ended up going from Mississippi to um, to Texas. Okay, getting recruited out of Texas, then going to. Uh, so.
1: So when you say you was recruited, who all recruited you?
0: Um as far as coaches or schools, schools. Um I had well my top 5 schools was uh, you know, of course Nebraska, Southern Miss cuz I was in I had Mississippi ties, mm-hmm. Um Old Miss, um Texas and then uh, Oregon.
1: Okay, well now this right here may sound a little strange cuz I'm from the south too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm wondering I know why I why I ended up here. How did you end up coming to a cold climate?
0: Uh, to be honest, it was more just trying to get away. Um, for me, I I didn't want to be in a dilemma where I wanted to be closer to my mom and away from my dad, mm-hmm. and away from my uh, closer to my dad and away from my mom because I I've I, I've dealt with being in the house with my mom and being far away from my dad. Mm -hmm. I still want to, you know, be able to see my dad. Right. And vice versa, being with my dad and being far away from my mom. So what I told myself was I wanted to get somewhere where it kind of reminded me of the Texas football, but at the same time being in a place where I can grow up. Um, So once I went to Nebraska, I saw Nebraska was the center of sports when it came to, they only had one professional sport. Everybody knew Nebraska football. Right. right. Um, being able to be in that atmosphere, coming to a game, seeing how the, the crowd were uh, were towards just the energy and the right. atmosphere and things like that. It well, it really me.
1: helps when you're the only show in the state. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. that didn't hurt. And that's exactly why I was in, in high school for football mm-hmm. in Texas. that's all they care about is high school football so that's the reason why i moved down there to texas yeah so then i went to nebraska went to oregon and i saw the difference between the fan base and how much they really truly cared about the football sport in nebraska that kind of drew me even closer of having friends that was already here like Amir and aaron green that uh aaron green was a texas guy Mm -hmm. so i had already knew him so it was just more of just building that relationship, understanding what I was getting myself into.
1: When you first got here and you went through your first winter, was that a big adjustment or were you good with it? Oh, no, it was a huge adjustment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was a huge adjustment, you know, being in the south where it's just humid. Yeah. uh, It doesn't really get below 30 a lot. Right. Um, I didn't didn't have sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to fill my closet up with a bunch of winter gear. Yeah. Um, then actually, when I got used to it, mm-hmm. I started walking around with shorts on and just a hoodie, and everybody was like, "Man, you're crazy!" It's 40 degrees. <laughs> I'm like, "Man, I've been, I've been up north for four years, man. It, right? This, this isn't anything. So I've yeah. been getting used to it.
1: Well, you know, it does take us. Uh, it takes a certain amount of adjusting, man, because uh, being from Texas, I know the the culture shock as far as the weather. I mean, mm-hmm. but then too, I know. For a fact that once you start competing, the weather kinda moves to the back of your mind because uh you don't want to you'd rather be on the field than on the sideline when the game's going on. Yeah. So you came right in, man, and uh, so how did it go initially? You just did you just come right in and start or did you what did they do? Would you back up? Because you uh, ended up starting a
0: lot of years here. Yeah, when I first came in, I think I was seven, uh, seventh on the depth chart. Seventh? Yeah, we had nine quarterbacks in the quarterback room. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute, y'all. Did y'all hear that? He was seventh
1: on the depth chart out of nine quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. How did that process go for you? I mean, was that a tough transition? Because I know you was a star wherever you were in
0: high mm-hmm. school. Now, all of a sudden, you seventh string no nah, honestly it wasn't a, it it wasn't hard to comprehend to be honest um just cuz my mindset was still the same um when i got to texas it was kind of the same way mm-hmm. i had three or four quarterbacks ahead of me but my coach made me aware of everything's going to be earned um you now my coach mike jinks he ended up at houston um now as the assistant head coach mm-hmm. he was my quarterbacks coach um he was a head coach for Bowling Green. He was at Texas Tech oh. um, as the running backs coach for a few years after I had graduated. So I, I had a, a mindset of come in and earn everything, um, show everyone why I needed to be on the field. Mm-hmm. So my first year of getting there and understanding that, yeah, I may be seventh, I may be running a scout team, but give the coaches a reason to kind of think in the back of their mind of, Hey, we may have to get this guy on the field. So after spring ball, Going into the season, I think I went from seventh to third on the depth chart within the next couple of months mm-hmm. of just uh, workouts, um, my work ethic, being able to lift, um, compete in everything that I did, not just on the field but off the field. And uh, I was behind Ron Kellogg and, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Martinez, and my whole thing was just being under their arms and learning as much as I could. Learn the, the playbook. Every time I got a chance to sit down with Coach Beck and Joe Gans, I wanted to do that as much as I could. And they actually gave me a better opportunity to understand the playbook. And I think me getting hurt kind of got me, gave me a chance to sit out that year. You got hurt. I didn't. I did. I know you got hurt. I didn't know that. What yeah. did What did you do, man? I ended up. Um, it was basically a previous injury from my freshman year of high school. I ended up cracking my femur, so they had to go in and. Uh, Screwed that back together, but mm-hmm. one of the one of the screws ended up coming out and um basically tearing some of my cartilage so mm-hmm. I had to go in and take some bone plugs and put in, put them in and replace them for my screws.
1: Wow uh, that sound painful dude
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow,
1: and uh, you need to be able to move, so I understand why you had it done mm-hmm. but when you uh when did you actually first get your chance to start?
0: Uh my first legit chance of playing was when we played Michigan. Okay. Um that was my big start. Was that was that a home game or a away game? That was a away game in at the Big House. Oh, you're in the Big House. Yeah. And and how did that go for you? I mean, we ended up winning winning late um off of an option on the left side of the field, short side of the field, pitcher to a mirror, Dove, and zone, ended up winning that game. Oh. Big time game for us. Um it was a one one that I always remember. Just okay, cause.
1: so so that game that kinda kinda gave you your break. Yeah. And then after that, what happened? You it was the job was yours or?
0: Ah, uh, me and me and Ron uh share to share time, but after, you know, Ron and Taylor left their senior year going into my sophomore year, I was the I was a starter.
1: Okay, and you and you just you took the ball and ran with it. You didn't yeah. <laughs> once they gave it to you, yeah. you wasn't giving it back. Nah, I couldn't. <laughs> but no, that's cool, man. So your sophomore year, you're the full time starter.
0: How did that season go for you? Um, it it, it was a learning experience, just um mm-hmm. uh, knowing that I was kind of the guy that everybody had to look up to as kind of the, the veteran guy, even though I was a sophomore. Right. Going from my redshirt shirt freshman year having Five old linemen that were all NFL prospects, um, just, and then going to, going from that to having old no linemen that this is their first year starters, kind of quite like myself, mm-hmm. but just me having more of the, 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 the experience. They kind of leaned on me as the guy that put those guys in the right position. So it was more on my plate, but I I quite understood what it had to be It done. was a
1: mental thing more yeah. than anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because quarterbacks man, I remember, you know, you got to you got to make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. You got to make all the checks, you know. I mean, the linemen make checks. I get it, but you if if a play y'all got called, if it ain't if it's not going to work, you got to audible mm-hmm. out of that and put y'all in the best position to be successful. Yep. So, you went through your sophomore year and you had a little success and then now you was Solid QB one. Mm -hmm. Now going into that junior year, walk us through that one. How did that? How did that play out
0: for you? Now my junior year was kind of a. It wasn't just about me at that point. It was more just for our whole team because that's when Coach Boyd got fired. Oh, okay. uh, Then that's when we had to learn a whole new offensive scheme. We just got comfortable with Coach Beck's, you know, spread offense. High tempo offense, being able to have that grasp of the offense finally, mm-hmm. and say, now I understand it, to now I have to learn a West Coast offense. And I think that was the biggest thing. Was, Did you
1: like that West Coast offense better than the one you were running before or no?
0: No, it's just it takes time. Um, like they always say, you have to crawl before you walk. It's more of just understanding it. Mm-hmm. And for me – as a quarterback, I had to understand that we had to kind of play um, as our personnel or for our personnel okay. our first year. It wasn't just um, the coaches that had to understand that, but we had to understand. that as a group is we have to basically intertwine with the coaches to make the best out of our, uh, not our career, but our season, okay. and uh, we met kind of in the middle when it came to our senior year, mm-hmm. and that's when we went and we, you know we went from six and seven to nine and four the next year just because you know and we, that was your senior year, you know, you, okay. Um, having Coach Langsdorf and uh, Coach Coach Riley uh, mm-hmm. that first year of bringing in Oregon State offense and being under center eighty percent of the time, mm-hmm. it was kind of more of okay now we have to get accumulated to playing in this type of offense. But not having a, the right personnel, I think, kind of put us down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though we lost, I think it was six games by less than nine points, it showed that some of those things helped and it worked. But we could still fix some certain things that would help us in the long run.
1: So, but, now, you, you say your senior year, y'all record was what? I think it was nine and four. Nine and four. So, y'all went to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that that one where, where Quincy caught that?
0: Oh no, that was my sophomore year. That was your we sophomore. Oh yeah, my my senior year was actually when we went to Tennessee. I didn't get to play that year. Oh okay. And we ended up losing to Tennessee in the Music City Bowl.
1: Okay, so after your your your, your Nebraska career, initially you went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, in, I went and played
0: with uh, Minnesota. Minnesota,
1: and then after that, you came back, mm-hmm. and then. Then what?
0: Um, I was just going back and forth from the AEF, XFL, uh, your call football, all the you know little, uh, not one, I wouldn't say little, but the, the smaller leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a, a player pool for the NFL yeah. if you play well. Um, and I was just looking for a chance to stay on the field, um, looking for a chance to just prove everybody I can play quarterback because at one point, you know how it is. Like, you play quarterback your whole life, and then you have someone tell you, "Hey, we don't think you're able to play quarterback." But for me, I believe that everything I did in life, I've never went in and played quarterback, and I've never—they never told me, "Hey, this may not work out." Yeah. It's always been a place where I've played, and I've always stuck. Where it's, okay, this this dude's actually pretty good. That that's like, that consistency yeah. I was talking about. You never gave in. Mm-hmm.
1: So, tell uh, tell me of the teams that you've played for since uh, you left Minnesota.
0: Um, I played for Urquhart Football. I was on Team 9 for the XFL um, in Dallas. Um, I played for Grand Island Danger, Sioux Falls, Storm. Those are two indoor teams. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm currently playing for Omaha Beef. Now,
1: the, and that's a question I wanted to ask you personally, mm-hmm. like playing – Indoor versus regular outdoor football. Mm-hmm. It fields are smaller, more condensed. Is that correct?
0: Yep, 25 by 60.
1: Wow. So, field 60 yards long? hmm Man, with your arm, you can throw from end zone to end zone, no problem. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I didn't see what you can do, so mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine. Well, man, uh, so you signed with the beef. Mm-hmm. and uh And – went out there and committed uh I don't want to say it on air but <laughs> <laughs> you committed a crime 71 to nothing your yeah. first game mm-hmm.
0: wow did you did you even get to play long i, I play i played first half and a series of the second half <laughs> wow so
1: now when is your next game uh we'll play next friday next friday mm-hmm. uh who are y'all playing uh, I haven't even You haven't looked at just nah. I think <laughs> if I
0: had to guess, I think we play. Uh, will it?
1: Will it? Well, I'll ask you this will it
0: be a home game? Yeah, it's, or a home game. it's a home game, it's a home and game, and y'all had a sellout. I think we play Billings, actually.
1: Billings, yeah, okay. So, y'all had a sellout last mm-hmm. night, and I think that's the first time that's happened. I don't know if it's ever, but that's I know. the first time ever. Yep, it, was it first yes, time? Yep, wow, man, that congratulations, dude, because yes, sir. I got to say that you have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's just my personal opinion, but I'm partial, too. So <laughs> you're still my little brother at yes, the end sir. of the day. <laughs> but congratulations on that, man. And also, you know, I just want to wish you the best in going forward with this league because uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's it's like leading by example because you're also uh, in the off season. you have another job. Mm-hmm. And you want to tell us what that job is? Which one? The one that you uh, over at this high school?
0: Oh, at North Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, what do you
1: do for North Star?
0: I'm the offensive coordinator. Off- offensive coordinator. This is your. Yes, sir. Is this your second year? First, this is my. Sec- I'm going into my second. year. Going into year. your second year. Yes,
1: sir. So, how did you? How did you? What made you want to be offensive coordinator? I'm just curious. I mean, um,
0: so you know, having my wife, uh, her brother, play for. Um, Miller West, so I used to always go to the games. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm I'm the type of dude that sits up there and calls out plays before it happens. <laughs> you have to analyze, yeah, just analyzing the whole game. And one day, one day, my wife was just like, "You should think about uh, like coaching, just go out there, be an offensive coordinator." And I just like, nah, I don't have the patience. <laughs> um, but I started to learn patience by being. Um, Basically, a coach in Omaha for the 707 team, okay. um, working with kids, understanding, and there's no better feeling than when a kid actually understands everything that you're implying. And, right. Uh, you see, like, the work that you've actually put in for the kid actually starts being a successful thing for them. hmm And then I decided, you know what, maybe I'll look into coaching. And, um, and I told our, our mutual friend, Coach Hunter, mm-hmm. that, Thinking about coaching, he's like, "Well, let me let me know." Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my that's Michael Hunter right there. Yeah. yeah, he's all about
1: business. Yep. But you know, the good thing about that though is, you know, you're still doing something that you have a passion for, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, my opinion when you do what when you follow your passion, it's really not like working. Exactly. You know what I mean? But you know the thing too. I'm also thinking about is you had. You 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 have been playing, and all of a sudden you just stop. I, I I I thought you were done when you start coaching. I, I I had no idea that you were still gonna play again. I said, yeah. well, maybe he's
0: just gonna be a coach. Nah, <laughs> I, I always have that itch. I always have <laughs> I, I go out there and I throw. All the players black like, coach. I don't think you can still do it. I I get out there and I show them. We play flag. We 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 play seven <laughs> on seven. We scrimmage every year versus our kids, um, but I like I said before I always have the itch. I, I I tell myself all the time when I watch XFL, USFL, mm-hmm. I can be out there with 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 you know my our boys Zo. Yeah, um, I tell him all the time like I'm just waiting on the call. I'm I'm one call away. They right. they, they all got my number, so it's more just. Getting me out there and showing what I can do. Just need an opportunity. Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah, and you know, and the one thing about you, I know if they give you an opportunity, you done proved to me that once they once you get on the field, they can't get you out. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come right back with Tommy Armstrong Jr. Don't y'all go anywhere. Just to get you happy on hour on ninety three point seven. The ticket. We'll be right back.